Hey, BSN listeners, as we do a lot on the BSN Nuggets podcast, got to start off with telling you guys about StravaCraft Coffee. StravaCraft Coffee is a game-changing coffee. It's the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away everything from long-term migraines to back pain and arthritis, IBS. It has helped to decrease anxiety. You name it. CBD is all natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is also just flat-out rich and tasty, and we couldn't recommend it anymore to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today, and you can receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into a brand new edition of the BSN Nuggets podcast. Harrison Wind here on a Wednesday. As always, we are presented by The Green Solution. You guys, make sure to visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations. You can also browse their entire inventory online at MyGreenSolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Use code BSN20 for 20% off your purchase. Here's what we got on today's show and on these next two shows for Thursday and Friday. Starting a new series, which I'll continue throughout the rest of the week. Counting down the Nuggets' most important players for next season. I'll be going from 15 to 1, so on today's show, I'll go through the 15th through 11th most important players for Denver next season, do it countdown style. Uh, then on Thursday show, number 10 through 6. And then finally on Friday, Nuggets' top five most important players for next season. You guys probably know who number one is, but maybe a bit of anticipation that I can build over the next couple of days heading into that top five. Uh, so like I said, on today's show, I'll be going over the Nuggets' 15th, 14th, 13th, 12th, and 11th most important players for next season. Also a bit of news to get to uh, right off the bat. So that's just a little bit of what we've got planned for the rest of the week. Hope you guys enjoy it. Again, if you have questions for the show, hit me up through email, wind at bsndenver.com. Also, if you're a subscriber to BSN Denver, comment in the post where this podcast will live on bsndenver.com. That comment section only open to subscribers, and I'll give you guys top priority uh, for getting questions in to the shows later this week if you leave a comment there. So if you are a subscriber, log on to BS in Denver, find where this post is on the site under podcasts, and then leave a comment question there at the bottom of that post. And if you're not, wind at bsindenver.com to get your questions in for the show. A bit of news to start off with this morning, some somber news for Thomas Welsh fans out there. Denver waving Thomas Welsh or... Denver's planning to waive Thomas Welsh here. I'm not sure if it's official yet, but a tough one for the Nuggets. One that I know the organization definitely battled with. He's so well regarded throughout the franchise. Just one of the highest character guys you'll meet. I know I said on a lot of shows last year, especially during the playoffs, that Wancho Hernan Gomez was probably the best teammate I ever covered. If Thomas Walsh was around more last year, he, he might have taken that title. But just an incredible teammate, uh, an incredible high IQ guy, but Denver decided to part ways with him. And I'm sure he'll get picked up by another team really quickly. In fact, that's what I was told. He won't be out of a job for long. The, the thing about Thomas Welsh is like, it was pretty obvious how much he improved from the time Nuggets drafted him to the end of last season, like he had improved a lot. He had improved his shot. He had improved his handle. Uh, I think even his defense, uh, he'd gotten quicker. And for a guy that 
we didn't see up close and personal a lot last year. We saw him in the G League a bunch where he put up really good numbers, by the way, in the G League with the Iowa Wolves, who were the team that Denver transferred him to after he started the season with Capital City. Iowa was just a better fit for him. But Welsh put up really good numbers. He averaged 12 points, shot 57.5% from the field, 50% from three, 8.7 rebounds per game, really good efficiency numbers. And so he can definitely contribute at that level. Is he an NBA player? You know, I'm not sure. I think maybe he could develop into that, but I'm not ready to sit here and say he's a surefire NBA player. So Denver decides to move on there. And like I said, I'm sure he won't be out of a job for that long because, like I just said, he put up really good numbers in the G League, showed he can play at that level. And quite frankly, he's just a guy that really exemplifies the culture movement that's been going on in Denver over the last couple of years. He's a guy that you want if you're trying to build a good culture. And I can see a lot of teams out there wanting to jump at the opportunity to add a guy like that who's just going to come in, be a guy in the locker room who's not going to give you any problems. He's not going to complain. He's going to practice hard. He's going to play hard. It's a guy you want around your team. So we'll see what happens there. But definitely a guy who was super well-liked and just really highly regarded within the Nuggets organization and a tough decision that Denver decided to make there. All right, moving on to what I'm really going to focus this episode of the BSN Nuggets podcast around, beginning my countdown of the Denver Nuggets' most important players for next season. I'm going to begin at 15 today, rattle off the 15th, 14th, 13th, 12th, and 11th most important players to the Nuggets next season, and then later in the week, Thursday and Friday, continue down the top 10 and eventually its most important player and the top five most important players on Friday. But in my mind, the 15th most important player for the Nuggets next season, it's Bull Bull, who was, of course, once considered a surefire first round pick by many, a lottery pick at times during his freshman season at Oregon, considered a top 10 pick. And why? Well, you just have to really look at the stats and Look at what he put up at Oregon and throughout his high school career where he was one of the most efficient, productive players on the EYBL circuit, you know, in AAU and in high school, he just put up incredible numbers at Oregon, 21 points a game, shot 56% from the field, 52% from three in nine games in about 30 minutes per game, 9.6 rebounds and assists, a steal, almost three blocks per game. Just monster, monster numbers in those nine games. Then a foot injury ended his freshman season after just those nine games. So that was something that knocked him down draft boards, obviously. And then there were a lot of concerns, it seemed, about his character. And that he went to four different high schools in four years. Uh, Concerns about his work ethic, his love for the game. And from a lot of reports out there from, from ESPN and whatnot, that seemed to sink his draft stock, as well as some questions about just his maturity. But, I mean, in the second round, at 44 overall, you really are fine with those risks when drafting at that point. And Denver felt that way. He was a guy who I had heard Nuggets had as a lottery pick on their board. And so Denver moved quickly. They moved aggressively to get Bull Bull at 44 overall in a trade with the Miami Heat, giving up a future pick, a future second round pick in that process. All the reports I've heard about Bull Bull so far have been strong. You know, he's been in Denver for a lot of this offseason on the Nuggets practice court. The character concerns, you know, I haven't heard about them so far with Denver. 
A couple interesting tidbits, though. He finished his year at Oregon academically, which I think speaks pretty well just about who he is as a person, where a lot of guys that are one and done, you know, like go to school for the first semester, obviously go to school for parts of the second semester, and then just leave school when they're preparing for the NBA draft. He stayed at school, you know, throughout that second semester in Oregon. I also talked with his college coach, Dana Altman, in an article for BSN Denver that you can find on the website from last month. And he said that a lot of those concerns came throughout his high school career. We were bouncing around to different high schools. I think he transferred at least the first couple times because of playing time and then wound up at Matter Day and Finley Prep, two of the major powerhouses on the high school circuit. But Dana Altman pretty much told me that those question marks about his maturity, about his love for the game, kind of came from the high school circuit and not as much from his year at Oregon. And what he saw at Oregon was just a guy who practiced hard, played hard, and obviously put up huge numbers. So that's a bit of why he fell in the draft. But I mean, at 44 overall, you're willing to take a risk on a prospect with just a couple red flags or whatnot. So why I have Bull Bull at 15th in terms of my most important player rankings for the Nuggets next season, I just don't expect him to play at all. I expect him to play some minutes in the G League, some garbage time minutes here and there, but really he's not a guy that I think the Nuggets expect to have an impact on their team next year, maybe even for the next two years. He is just such a raw prospect right now. And yeah, he put up great numbers in college, incredible numbers in college for for that matter, but the NBA is a big step up for him, and he's so skinny right now. I mean, you just see this guy walking around Denver's practice court, and just he's a legit 7'2", and he's so skinny. He's just got to put on weight. Like, I would just be feeding him Chipotle three meals a day, seven days a week, get him to put on some weight so he can compete better at the NBA level. And I'll say this, like, I am a believer in Bobo. I'm a believer in his skill set. I'm a believer in just how unique of a player he is on both ends of the floor. A 7-2 guy that could just stroke it from three like he can. I mean, those guys don't come around that often. His ball handling for a guy his size is incredible. His touch around the basket is something that doesn't get talked about a lot, but just if you go back and watch his Oregon tape, he's got incredible touch around the basket from like that 10 to 15 foot range just from like foul line and in an incredible touch for a guy his size and then defensively the defensive instincts are off the charts the amount of three-point shots he blocked last year was crazy just how he can come out of nowhere to block shots and alter shots on jump shooters and then obviously his ability as a deterrent as a shot blocker at the rim 2.7 blocks per game last season I mean those numbers speak for themselves so I am a big believer in his upside in his skill set And just if he can put on some weight, if the Nuggets get him on a weight program and he sticks to it and is disciplined in it and has a redshirt year like Michael Porter Jr. had, like if you look at Porter as a rookie and look at him now, it's obvious how serious he took that weight training program and how committed and disciplined he was to it because his body right now looks nothing like it did as a rookie. And if Bull Bull can do that, I think he can come back in the 2020-2021 season and potentially be a factor for Denver. But I think the Nuggets just want to get him accustomed to NBA life. He's so young. He's 19 years old, but you know he's got a lot of growing up to do. 
he's such a young kid as a lot of these guys are who come into the league right now. So he's just incredibly raw. And I think the Nuggets just want to get him in their program, get him on that weight training program, get him to build up some muscle a little bit, maybe get him some G League minutes this year, but just have him around the team this season and really just build him up slowly and take a long approach, just like they did with Porter, just like they did with Vanderbilt. And it seems like the approaches they took with those two guys are going to pay off with Porter and Vanderbilt. And I could really see Denver having that same long-term view with Bobo as well. And they also don't need him to contribute at all this season. Denver is going to be fine without him. I think they'll be fine without Vanderbilt. I think they'd be fine even without Porter. They don't need those guys to contribute big minutes for them next season. And mainly Bull. Like, they just do not need him to be a big part of what they do next year. Bring him along slowly. So he's my 15th most important Nuggets player for next season. Checking in at my 14th most important player for the Nuggets next season, a guy I just touched on briefly, but Jared Vanderbilt. And I think Vanderbilt might have been a little higher on this list if Denver didn't acquire Jeremy Grant. And suddenly you're looking at that backup power forward spot and you're saying, man, maybe Vanderbilt could get some spot minutes there with that second unit. But with Jeremy Grant, who's going to play a lot for this team, I could see a scenario where he's getting more minutes than Paul Millsap on some nights. That's actually a scenario that isn't too hard to imagine. You could also see Jeremy Grant, like I said, closing games and maybe even getting some spot starts if Denver wants to load manage Paul Millsap a little bit next season, which I think they should. Maybe in that case, Vanderbilt gets some spot minutes. But overall, with the Jeremy Grant acquisition, that really pushes Vanderbilt down the depth chart. And maybe that's not such a bad thing because in Summer League, some people forget it was his first time at Summer League. He was injured when Denver drafted him last summer was not at Summer League, didn't play there, and Denver obviously gradually worked him back, and he got some G League minutes last year. But this time around at Summer League, earlier in July, he showed the skill set that I think has the Nuggets really excited about him as a long-term piece and really made them excited when they drafted him in the second round two years ago. But he still was incredibly raw, right? Like, he showed the rebounding, obviously. He showed the athleticism, the ability to handle the ball a little bit, play make, grab a defensive rebound, push the ball up the floor and make the right decision. We saw that in spots. I mean, he had a huge game in Las Vegas. The Nuggets' third summer league matchup against the Warriors. He had 20 and 17 in 31 minutes. Like, I know it's summer league, but it's still tough to put up 20, 17, three assists, three steals. You know, in only 31 minutes. He was 8 of 15 from the field, 4 of 5 from the free throw line. So it seems like he's improved his free throw stroke a little bit. His ability as a shot blocker. Also just his ability as a defender at large to move his feet like a guard. He had a couple possessions. A few of them I put out on Twitter where he was defending in space, defending a six foot three, six foot four guard for a good 10 seconds and not letting him get by him. So He's got a lot of upside there as a defender, a guy who you can imagine that one day could guard four or five positions on the floor, but he's still really raw, and you saw that at Summer League as well. Just kind of a little indecisive in spots, sometimes didn't know where to be, missed some coverages in pick and roll, and that's fine because he's such a young player, and he just doesn't have a lot of reps under his belt. So a lot of G League minutes, I think, next season could really help him out. And with that Jeremy Grant signing or acquisition, Nuggets aren't going to need him to contribute a lot 
to their main roster next year. They'll be fine in the front court with Mason Plumley, Paul Millsap, Nicole Jokic, Jeremy Grant, Wancho's here as well, Porter. So they've got enough bodies. You know, maybe he could play some spot minutes here or there if injuries happen or if Denver just needs a little bit of energy, but I just don't see him having a big impact with the Nuggets next season. Now, in the 2020-2021 season, yeah, I think you could talk about Jared Vanderbilt maybe being a piece of this team, depending on what happens with Paul Millsap. But next year, with the group Denver's bringing back, I think he still might be another year away from playing significant minutes. So Jared Vanderbilt, in my opinion, the Nuggets' 14th most important player for next season. Before we move on, I got three more guys to count down here as we continue on with my rankings for the Nuggets' most important players for next season, 15 through 1. It's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American Amber Ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love for you beer enthusiasts out there. They're calling this a light-hearted Kolsch Ale, but for those of you who have no idea what that means, like myself, and I'm sure there are some of you out there, it's okay, it's a light-hearted, delicious summer beer, the one that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer, And also, make sure you also check out the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com where you'll be able to see all the events that we have planned, like the bar crawl that we had with Breck Brewing on Friday. We'll also be having a lot more events with them, with Breck Brewing, throughout the rest of the year, next year as well. So check out that calendar on bsndenver.com. And RSVP, make sure you RSVP so you're on the list. And of course, we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. It's going to be a great time. With that, we've got to hit a quick break, but we'll be right back here on the BSN Nuggets podcast. If you live in the South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy Spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. Uh, wines. I find them extremely helpful in ha- helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials. If you live in the South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. 
You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy Spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. Uh, wines, I find them extremely helpful in ha helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials. Welcome back to the BSN Nuggets podcast. Harrison Wind here on a Wednesday. Of course, we're presented by The Green Solution. You guys, make sure to check out mygreensolution.com. Use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Continuing on with my rankings of the Denver Nuggets' most important players for next season, covering 15 through 11 on this show. On Thursday's show, we'll go 10 through 6. And then on Friday's show, the top five most important players for the Denver Nuggets next season. Number 13, a guy who's not officially signed to the roster yet, but all signs are pointing to him suiting up for the Nuggets next year in some capacity, Vlako Chonchar. The 2017 second-round pick, a draft and stash guy who's been playing in Spain the last couple of years. He's coming off a solid season in Spain where he was named one of the top five best young players in that ACB league. Vlako Chanchar, a guy listeners of this show know well, earlier this month finished up his second stint with the Nuggets at Summer League, and you know, I thought he played pretty well. Didn't put up huge stats, but I don't think he's a guy that you can project going forward to put up huge numbers. He does a lot of things that don't show up in the box score. And what he showed this summer, I thought it was pretty much in line with what he showed last summer. Chanchar is a really high IQ player. He's a team player. He's unselfish. He's going to pass up a good shot for a better shot. I think he's going to project fairly well as a shooter. He's got some underrated athleticism as well, which he showed in Vegas. He can put the ball on the floor. Look, he's not somebody who's going to break his man down in the mix with between-the-leg dribbles, hesitation, step-backs, and whatnot. But you know, he's capable of a straight-line drive past his guy, maybe one dribble move mixed in there. Good rebounder. He's strong, too. Like He's not going to come into the Nuggets, come to Denver with the body and the frame of a guy just out of college. You know, he's really well-built physically. He's a strong guy, and you see that on the defensive end where he can really hold his own and on the glass as well, both the offensive and defensive glass. Another big impression uh, from watching Chanchar these last two summer leagues, he is just a guy who long-term, you know, whether he breaks into the rotation next season or the year after that is a guy who's playing you know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes every night, or if he's a guy who never really plays significant minutes for Denver. His skill set, his makeup as a player – it just fits the Nuggets. It fits in a system around Nikola Jokic. He's a high IQ player, like he said, moves really well off the ball, had a couple really nice cuts off the ball in Vegas. And just the ability to be a play finisher, like I think he can be, 
And the ability to know where to be on the floor, to cut, to read other guys, to know how to space the floor, to play in a read and react offense, he has the ability to do that. He's a smart enough player to do that. And that's why I'm pretty high on him long term. I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to be a starter for the Nuggets one day because if I had to bet, I doubt he is. But I think he can be a role player for Denver in due time. Now, him being my 13th most important player for the Nuggets next season, that means I don't project him as a consistent part of Mike Malone's rotation next year. But you know, he could play some spot minutes here and there. He'll probably have a couple moments next season. But he's still young. He's only 22 years old. And I think he's got some upside. He's got some upside as a scorer, as a shooter, as a guy who can knock down open threes. And also just as a team player. And just his play style and his skill set, it fits so well in Denver and with the Nuggets next to Nikola Jokic. And it's honestly my biggest impression. He just seems like a Denver Nugget. Really good kid, high character, high IQ, who's all about the team. He doesn't really care about individual stats. He's all about getting wins and losses. And that's what the Nuggets like about him so much. So he's expected to come over next season and fill out one of the Nuggets' final roster spots. And not going to sit here and say he'll play big minutes for Denver next season. But he's a guy, because of the level he played at last season in Spain in the ACB League, which is recognized around the world as the second best league on the globe next to the U.S., He's going to be a guy that the Nuggets can rely on next season if they have to. And to have a guy like that as your 12th or 13th or 14th man, it's a luxury for NBA teams out there. And I think he adds to the Nuggets' depth. So I don't think he's a guy the Nuggets want to rely on every night next season. But if they have to, if injuries hit, I think because of the level he played at last season in Spain, where he's been playing for two years now, and just how seamlessly he fits in to the Nuggets' offensive system, he's going to be a guy that Denver can turn to if it has to. And I don't think he'd really let the Nuggets' level of play drop off that much, that significantly, if he has to play minutes for Denver's second unit from time to time. All right, so just to recap, 15th most important player for next season, in my mind, for the Nuggets' Bull Bull. 14, Vanderbilt. 13, Vlako Chanchar. The Nuggets' 12th most important player for next season. I think it's Wancho. And if I did this list say, last summer, Wancho's probably higher. He's probably ranked as a more important player than I have him at right now, but he's just so buried on the depth chart this year, you know? On the wing, he's probably going to be behind Will Barton, Malik Beasley, Torrey Craig, I think likely Michael Porter Jr. as well, and at the four, he's going to be behind Paul Millsap, obviously, the starter, and Jeremy Grant, And probably also Porter as well, who I think could play some four for this team too with that second unit. So it's going to be tough for Wancho to get minutes this coming season. Make no mistake, though, I'm still high on Wancho as a player. I still really like his upside. love his skill set. You guys know that. But for him to be a factor night in, night out in this rotation, he's probably got to be a 40-plus percent three-point shooter. He's got to be the shooter he was during his rookie year when he shot 41% from three on nearly two attempts per game. Sophomore year, shot just 28% from the field. Last year, a solid 36.5%. But for the player he is and for the role he could potentially fill for this team, he's probably got to be shooting at 40% or above 40% to garner minutes on a night-to-night basis. Wancho, he's probably a low-average defender. 
You know, he's not going to create a lot for himself, and that's fine. If he can be that knockdown shooter on the second unit, you know, he can still be a guy who can take a skip pass and attack the hole, but he's still got to be that knockdown shooter. He's just got to be that guy if he's going to get significant minutes on a night-to-night basis for Denver next season. And I think he can be, you know, but I'm not willing to bet he will be. And who knows, maybe he could take a really strong summer with the Spain national team and parlay that into a strong training camp, a strong preseason. And then who knows, maybe he is getting minutes, regular rotation minutes on a night-to-night basis. But he's just behind so many guys on the depth chart right now, at least in my mind, and how I view the Nuggets rotation stacking up that it's tough to see that happening. Injuries will hit, and I can guarantee you, if he's on the roster next season, there will be nights where he's valuable and nights where he will contribute to a win. But it's tough to see that happening on a night-to-night basis, whereas everybody above him on the list, you can see getting minutes regularly you know, from opening night on. And you know, it's tough to put Wancho this low because, like I've said before, like I was just saying about Chanchar, he fits what the Nuggets do so well. You know, he's a good shooter, a great shooter, or at least he should be. He's a good off-ball mover. He's a quick decision maker. He doesn't need the ball in his hands. He's fine being the fourth or fifth option when he's out on the floor. And to an extent, that's kind of the guys the Nuggets need to surround Jokic with, especially those guys that are playing your ninth and 10th and 11th man minutes in your rotation. And he fits that role so well, but Nuggets also have a lot of other guys that fit that role well. And, and so it's just tough to see him getting significant minutes. I wouldn't rule it out. He will come back to training camp most likely healthier, you know, unless he suffers an injury this summer. But he had that core injury that was clearly limiting him a bit last season. He got that taken care of this summer. It's not a major surgery, so he'll be fine. You know, he was fine to work out this summer for most of it. He'll obviously be playing for Spain as well, which you know, will hopefully lead into a promising training camp and preseason for him from the Nuggets perspective. But it's just tough with all the bodies he's got in front of him to really see him contributing more than the guys that I have currently ranked ahead of him. So uh, right now I've got Wancho as the Nuggets' 12th most important player for next season. I do have one more player I want to get to on this countdown on today's show. I'll be finishing up these rankings Thursday and Friday, but I do have to get to who I think will be the Nuggets' 11th most important player next season. Real quick, I do want to remind you guys, though, that we're having a sale for BS Endeavor subscriptions right now for Broncos training camp. It's 60% off the regular price for a subscription. You can get a membership to BS in Denver for just $2.91 a month. How you get that, bsendenver.com backslash subscribe. Use the promo code BRONCOSCAMP. That's all one word, all capitals, B-R-O-N-C-O-S-C-A-M-P, on bsendenver.com backslash subscribe. With that, You, of course, get all your Nuggets content, also Broncos, Avalanche, Rockies content as well. Also, CU and CSU content, which we just rolled out for the college football and college basketball season, which are coming up quickly. You also get a free T-shirt of your choice, Nuggets, Broncos, Rockies, Avalanche shirts on the website right now. They're wildly popular. And also, all our content on bsendenver.com right now comes in audio form. So if you don't have time to read the articles we write, subscribers can just listen to them. There's an audio player at the top of every story that just plays like a podcast does. So you can listen to our stories as well if you don't have time to read them. 
Let's hit another break real quick, and when we come back, I will conclude this portion of the rankings with the Nuggets' 11th most important player for next season. We'll be right back. Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have preferred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. Welcome back to the show. Harrison Wind here on a Wednesday the BSN Nuggets podcast is, of course, presented by The Green Solution. You guys, make sure to check out MyGreenSolution.com and use promo code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Continuing on with the first installment of my countdown of the Nuggets' most important players for next season going through numbers 15 through 11 today. 15, for a quick recap, Bol Bol. 14, Jared Vanderbilt. 13, Vlaco Chanchar. 12, Juancho Aaron Gomez. On to number 11 now, and this was definitely the toughest call I've had to make so far, but my 11th most important player to the Denver Nuggets next season is Michael Porter. And I thought about putting a couple different guys at this spot, ultimately went with Porter because he's just probably the biggest unknown, right? He's a bigger unknown than Mason Plumley. He's more of an unknown than Torrey Craig. And also the fact that he's a rookie and for as good as Michael Porter's pedigree is, for as good as people around the team will tell you he's looked this summer in the lead-up to Summer League before he got hurt. And then also since Summer League, he's kept that up. The hype train that he had pre-Summer League has been in full acceleration still post-Summer League. But rookies historically struggle, right? And even rookies that have looked as good as Michael Porter Jr. has looked behind the scenes historically struggled their first years in the NBA. And I think while we might see a lot of flashes from Porter next season and he'll ooh and us and he'll have a couple big moments for sure, I think he'll play rotation minutes, he's still going to struggle. And when you look at him compared to a guy like Mason Plumley, you know what Mason Plumley is going to give you. And Michael Malone trusts Mason Plumley, And you know that Mason Plumley can fit in the Nuggets system already. And yes, I think there will be fewer minutes available for Mason Plumlee next season than last season. And you know Nikola Jokic is going to play around 31, 32 minutes per game a night. You know Paul Millsap may play a couple minutes here and there at center a night. Maybe Jeremy Grant gets some minutes as a small ball center, which cuts into Plumlee's playing time. But it's almost impossible to envision a scenario where Plumlee's just not getting minutes. And he's going to have to spell Jokic from time to time. There will be points in games throughout the year where Jokic gets in foul trouble and Plumlee has to play more minutes here or there. So 
that was really what I was debating on for this spot at number 11, Plumley versus Porter. And I do think Plumley will be a bit more valuable to Denver next season than Michael Porter will be. Now, that's not to say, like I was alluding to earlier, that Porter will not play a big role for this team because I think he'll play a role. What that role is, I think, is still to be determined. He's going to have to earn his minutes for sure. For as good as he's looked behind the scenes and practices and open gyms and five-on-fives, he's still going to have to earn his minutes. You know, Denver's bringing back 92% of its minutes. They're bringing back all five starters. They're bringing back their top four, top five bench guys as well. And Monte Morris, Malik Beasley, Torrey Craig, Mason Plumley, Juan Charanon Gomez. Trey Lyles was really the only significant piece they lost from last year. And he was only a significant piece for probably the first half of the season. Didn't play much over the second half of the year. So they're bringing back everybody. And Porter's going to have to earn his minutes. And of course, it's more difficult for him to earn his minutes on a 54-win team that's returning everybody as it would be to win his minutes on a lottery team or even a team like the Timberwolves or a team like the Oklahoma City Thunder, who is a tier or two below the Nuggets in the Western Conference. So he's going to have to earn his spot, and I think he can. Uh, I think there's a good chance he will, even on opening night. But Plumlee, for what he did last season – mainly in the regular season because it was widely talked about that he struggled and Denver's entire bench struggled in the playoffs. But I just envision him having a higher level of impact next season than Michael Porter will. I still think it's going to be an exciting year to watch Porter, watch how he develops throughout the year. Uh, But just at this point in the summer, looking ahead to next season, where we're at right now when I'm recording this on July 31st, I'm going to put... Michael Porter as the 11th most important player for the Denver Nuggets next season. So that's all I've got for today. First edition of these rankings, we'll get to part two, where I'll get to the 10th through 6th most important Nuggets players for next season, and then on Friday, 5 through 1. So to recap, 15, Bull Bull, 14, Jared Vanderbilt, 13, Vlaco Chanchar, 12, Wancho Renan Gomez, 11, Michael Porter. I'll get to the next edition of that list, numbers 10 through 6, on Thursday. Talk to you guys then. Green Mountain Dental Group is a family-owned business that has been a staple in Lakewood for over 40 years. Whether it's cosmetic, oral surgery, or preventative dentistry, at Green Mountain Dental Group, you will find nothing but the best. We have chosen Green Mountain Dental and will continue to attend Green Mountain Dental because of the superior care that we receive from them. Their facility is amazing and above all, it's the personal touch that we receive from the people there, including Dr. Ben Jr. and Anne and Mary and Sherry and Marie. They've known me was my husband, my children, and now my grandchildren, and are just incredible with all of us. That was Annette. She's been a patient at Green Mountain Dental Group since 1976 and truly loves their service. Never did I think in 1976 how blessed we would be to recognize the people at Green Mountain Dental and are so thankful that they have been a part of our lives. For all new patients, Green Mountain Dental Group offers free teeth whitening trays when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Just mention BSN Denver. 